Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the CycleCast, and thank you so much for streaming, downloading, or tuning in at CycleFeed.xyz or iTunes. We're in the iTunes store. My name is Aloudin Hightower, and I'm here with my co-host. Ronnie, if you get your bike stolen, I'll get it back. Toast. Damn. He said it. <laughs> Ronnie's a hero. Oh, man. Ronnie's a hero. How does that feel, Ronnie? I feel really sweaty. Some would even say sweating on everything. Yeah. That's a good (laughs) opener for the new year. This is our first podcast of the year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. What'd you do for the holidays? Uh, Let's see. I got uh, got invited to a little dinner in uh, Beverly Hills. That's hot. Yeah. It's pretty fancy. What kind of, like... Was tell, this like tell a family about hill, like uh, hotel it was a little, party? Little pool party. It was at a house, little McMansion. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some in- entertainment industry friends. They're, nice. they're fancy. I'm not. Okay. I could fool you, though, with that three-piece, though. Yeah, yeah, you can with that <laughs> three-piece kit. <laughs> Quick uh, suiting up tips. All right, you're wearing a two-button suit. You know, you know what the rule is? What is the, the rule? The top button, sometimes. The bottom button, never. Oh. So it's really never button both three okay. but three button suit. If you jacked your dad's old uh, zoot suit, uh-huh. sometimes always never. So for three buttons, jack your dad's old zoot suit. <laughs> one one button suit, duh. <laughs> Did you see any celebrity sightings? At Celebrities. Um, this Dawson's Creek looking guy was there. But I think that's about it. Is that you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was good. It was good. I left around like twelve forty five. That sounds like a good party. Did they have any free beer, free wine? Yeah, it was uh, it was open any open bar, swag party or swag things. There was a good going? good amount of fixy looking foods there. Really? Yeah. yeah, it was like it was a younger crowd. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Good spread though. That's cool. That's I like cool. seeing people dress in the night. It's always kind of fun. Just like yeah, seeing what people come up with when they're getting fancy. Right, right. This one dude had a top hat on. That was pretty classy. And he was he owning it? Oh yeah, he was selling it. <laughs> it was a uh, Craigslist, you know. Nice, nice. <laughs> Speaking of Craigslist, <laughs> that's sick. Um, yeah, I've never been to a Hollywood party. I'm still working on it. So. What'd you do, Dean? Um, I. I was just hanging out with my family. My family is originally, or I'm originally from Northern California, and so my sister got a house in the Bay Area, and so it was kind of cool to hang out over there. I wanted to take my bike. Excuse me. I wanted to take my bike, but it was the rain was coming down, and I looked at the weather, and so I was like, I can't even, I can't even do it, or I'd be riding around San Francisco. Dude, when in doubt, bring the uh, the running shoes. That's kind of my default. Yeah, that's I true. I actually did that on Christmas Day. I didn't feel like bringing my bike to my parents' house, so I just went running. I ran my old uh, high school cross-country course. Nice, nice. You know that feeling when you go back to a place where everything so, seems so big? Yeah. It's not like I've gotten taller. Yeah. I think I was 6'1", six, 6'2", six, right. in high school. But the hills seem easier. And even though really? I'm not like much of a runner anymore, I went running, and I was like, these hills are easy. And wow. I was wondering, I was like, I wonder if I could crush my high school self at a 5K or something. You could. You probably <laughs> Maybe, could yeah. easily. Tough. I was definitely lighter then. Didn't have my uh, cycling booty, but jigga mm-hmm. jigga jigga, peach for days. Peach for days. Ryan has <laughs> that peach for days, ladies. I like how that's <laughs> ladies. I like how that's become the emoticon for for rumpus room. Uh, it's a nice addition on the backside of your house. That rumpus room. The rumpus room. Uh, speaking of emoticon, um, does anybody have any of those emojis yet on their phone? No, does it emojis? No. Yeah, it's like I don't. I didn't have the free gig of data to, to go. <laughs> free gig of data. Very expensive. Is it? Like, it? Isn't it like five bucks or something? Is it five bucks? Huh. I don't know. I heard Kanye was talking about it in the track, so I uh, I was like, oh shit. We rarely get to hear a vet. That's that's a vet. She's our producer. Oh, yeah. She makes the magic happen. She does make the magic behind happen behind the, the keys. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, she uh, she does too much sometimes, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I was just hanging out with my family up north, and just it was cool. The weather's different up there. It's clean. It's crisp. Um, my sister lives in the Bay Area. My mom and dad live in the Sierra Nevada hills. Small town called Copperopolis. Oh, okay? ah, yeah, dude. There's a big race there, big road race. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there, uh, it's, it's just a quiet, it's just a quiet town. Is quiet the riding place. good? Riding's great. Huh? Riding's great. I, I'm working on getting a roadie because I want to be able to climb those hills a lot better. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of hills, there's a lot of things going on out there. And it's about 45 miles east of Stockton, California. Yeah. How so, tall are you, Dean? I might have a, a spare bike if you can tell me you got a safe place to keep it. I most definitely have a safe place to keep it, and I am six feet. <laughs> Dean's getting a, Dean's getting to come up every time he comes every up to my house. Every time I come to Ronnie's house, Ronnie blesses me with either his presence or something else. And presence meaning him. Damn and presence. And literally, like, he'll give me shirts. He'll... Give me hot chocolate. Now that all the food's going to be like, yo, where are my snacks at? Yeah. (laughs) You got some goodies. I appreciate it, Ronnie. That'd be (laughs) sweet. I definitely need a roadie in my life because I'm trying to take my riding to another level. Take it. You and I both, man. Yeah. Rock on. I usually don't clip in with both feet until like the bottom of the climb. Oh, really? Yeah, because you're just going to want to spin with one leg on over there. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Just one leg spinning. My buddy, he used to always beat me up when we were kids. And I was training for Ironman. He was like a legit pro cyclist on Lance Armstrong's uh, Bontrager development team. Uh-huh. And he'd be like, man, it feels like there's no chain on my bike. I'm so I'm so fresh. <laughs> so I would mess with him back and I'd bring cookie dough on our rides just because in a Ziploc bag. And I didn't really know like what nutrition was. I just figured calories. You can just burn whatever. Uh-huh. And I think you kind of can to a point when you're riding far. And so I bring my cookie dough and it would melt up against my back in the oh. jersey. But it was in a Ziploc. And so okay. it looked like liver. It looked what? like meat, and so I just let him think it was liver. He's like, yeah. "I bring, like I animal. bring this triathlete on a ride, and he's just munching like raw liver." That's so crazy. <laughs> that would get into anybody's head if somebody just pulled out a thick ass thing of meat and they're just oh, eating it while they were riding, yeah. just raw. You, what what they call uh, one of the one of the legends in the eighties was uh, the cannibal. I think they called him. The cannibal, which one? Yeah, um, maybe Mercs. I think they may, they may have called him the cannibal because he was just such a monster. He just eat people alive. Um, I don't know. I don't. There are cannibals everywhere. <laughs> I, I just, eat my own skin sometimes. Do you ever eat your nails or the skin around your nails? Nails? That's a little much, man. I ca- um, I caught myself doing it today. Anyways, just trying to keep the keep the nails clean. Hygiene, you know, says a lot. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Hygiene does say a lot. Um, getting your nails done is expensive, but it's cool. It feels good to treat yourself. I don't know. It's a little bit too metrosexual for me. When I was uh, when I was in high school, my mom she was like, "You're a metrosexual, aren't you?" And I was like, "One, you don't even know what that is. You just heard it on Oprah." <laughs> really? Did your mom really ask you that? <laughs> yeah. Damn. My so parents I, just thought I was gay. Good really? for your parents. Well, I, I messed with it. She didn't know what it meant. She was just <laughs> dropping words. And so I messed with her back. I was like, "Yeah, I'm a metrosexual. I'd say probably like 85, 90 percent sexual and 10 percent metro." <laughs> That's so funny. And it just confused her. She didn't know. <laughs> Shout out to Judith. Shout out to Judith. I saw the little Nate shout out that uh, she gave to uh, to Nate, Judith, and Nate. We're talking. Oh yeah, about yeah. Right, Judy. <laughs> Nate's hollering at my mom on Facey. <laughs> Sounds worse than it is. Yeah, a little, but it's okay. <laughs> so check this out, Ronnie. You're a hero. Okay. I don't know about that. Okay, so for those of you who didn't know, uh, Ronnie retrieved a stolen bike that was stolen from a female rider, a fixed gear rider here in LA, and. Um, 
His post with the retrieved bike garnered hundreds of likes on his page. Uh, what's what's your Facebook handle, just in case people want to follow you, Rondi? I don't have handles. Um, what, isn't it just Ronnie Toth? Yeah, it's Ronnie. I think like the actual handle of the website is maybe Toth Toth and something down like that. Okay, okay. So just find Ronnie and uh, tell him thank you. Ronnie, I want you to walk <laughs> us through how this happened oh, because man. nobody just – it's it was a red – Arrow bike. Arrow's a company. A E R O frame. And what size was it? It's a tiny one, right? Uh, 50, maybe 51, 51 centimeter. Right, right. Because the girl that was riding, she's, I've seen her float around. She's a little girl, so I can just, I just see this little red bike. A little lady named Cindy. Right, right. And, and uh, since it's smaller, it's going to be harder to find. That's just science. Really? No. Okay. <laughs> it's like a, a small needle in a large haystack. Yeah, right. like a 58 centimeter, you're going to find that super easily. <laughs> right. That's so crazy. No, it's it really is. It's wild because I was in a bike shop talking about this bike with somebody. I was getting, I re, I'm not lying. I was in a bike shop, and they're like, man, did you see that bike that got stolen? Everybody's looking for it, you know? And this was literally a few days before Ronnie came up on it. And <laughs> came up on it. That's a good way to put it. And... um. Um, they're like, dude, that bike is probably in Palmdale right now, spray painted a different color. Like that's what these kids were saying. That's where like, bikes go to die. Yeah, Palmdale. Palmdale. Where fixies go to die. <laughs> and I was like, damn, that sucks. And then I was talking about getting my bike stolen from Vons, and then they laughed at me. And then we went on. And then a few days later, Ronnie, you fucking <laughs> were. You had the bike somehow. Ronnie's everywhere. He's winning races. He's. Coming up on stolen bikes. Listen, anybody that has a stolen bike, send it to Ronnie, okay? Oh, my gosh. Don't do that. <laughs> send it to uh, Ronnie. He will find it for you, okay? Tell us, Ronnie. Uh, that's good. So, little lady named Cindy. Um, I Fixie, did, Ronnie's Fixie Jesus. <laughs> is that what that's you're going to call me now? <laughs> no, yeah. some guy. I had to shut this one down quick because I know I believe in the king looking out for us and um, somebody said Ronnie Christ, and I was like, "That's a little too much." Ronnie I was like, Christ, I gotta shut that down. But it gave me a good quote. I came up with this: that uh, the best, the best sermon is from an invisible pulpit, and it spoke with the pause instead of the tongue. I saw that pose. Meaning uh-huh. your actions are going to be far more effective than your mouth. You can, right. A lot of people will be running their mouth. You just wait and see. You watch mm-hmm. out. I'm coming for you. But mm-hmm. just go rip their legs off on the bike, you know? Right, right, right. So this bike goes missing, and I had met Cindy at um, a Friday night race um, put on maybe two weeks prior. We okay. were raising money for um, for kids to be able to get some bikes. And Cindy and I were chatting, just talking about um, bike technology and whatnot. And so when her bike went missing, she she messaged me on Facey and was like, hey, could you post this? And... Normally, when a bike goes missing, it's gone. It's, it's gone. like you're not going to see it again. I'd say probably like 95%, maybe even higher. That's what I was thinking. And um, so I post it just because you never know. The community is powerful. And this was, you know, I, I was given more credit than I was due, I think, because the community just went nuts and everybody was posting it. I think Cindy's a great networker and she was really putting it out to everybody. And this is her car. You know, this is her transportation, right. her livelihood. This is how she gets to work, this is how she gets to school, uh, just how she does life is via bicycle. She was at a um, a dispensary and um, had the bike inside next to her at the counter. Okay. And three um, three guys, they uh, two of them held the door and the other the third one grabbed it from the inside. Yeah, from like right next to her. Yeah, pretty wild. So um, they were kind of working together. You know, 
after getting the full story, I actually met up with with the guys. Um, they were just on. Um, they were on. Just a couple of them were on drugs, and um, a couple of them were just high on weed. And but one of them was on like harder stuff. And uh-huh. anyways, he went for it and stole it. So a couple of days later, the community is rallying, and somebody sees it on this app. Offer up. Which Offer, is kind of yeah, uh, it's kind of like a Craigslist, just an app for selling things. What? And it's the bike. Like they didn't bother um, cleaning ch- it. Yeah, changing anything. It took some stickers off to make it less recognizable. But like, if you're gonna steal a bike, like there's ways to go about it. And, that bike is so recognizable. Yeah, though. we don't need to talk about like how to properly steal a bike. No, no. But when organized crime is doing it, they're removing the group set, selling the group set separate. It's just bad news bears. But it's still gonna be very difficult to get rid of the frame. You know, and right. that's where most of the value is at. So, anyways, we, people see it on there, and then people are making like threats toward the guy, and he was just kind of selling it for his friends. This is probably um, like the most you know innocent of the guys, and everybody makes mistakes. Like we've all had sticky fingers before and done stuff that we shouldn't have done. And so I just look at it as like if you extend grace to people and you extend love towards them, they respond back in a positive mm-hmm. way. You know. And um, he's getting threats. People are offering like a thousand bucks for the bike just to meet up and then beat up with him. People are messaging him, bang bang, you know, which is like kind of hood speak for like we're gonna shoot yeah, you. Yeah, right, right. And right. Um, and so the guy's scared. And so I get his number and I reach out to him calmly. I leave him a voicemail. I was like, hey, I don't believe in the prison system being a solution, um, and I don't believe in someone having to um, have bloodshed for no reason. Because there's right. many people that would be happy to go boondock saints and right. and solve this, so right. to speak. Um, and so I, I said that to him very calmly. I was like, nobody needs to get hurt. I don't need to know your name. I don't need right. to know like where you live. I don't need any information about you. I just need you to give me your word that this is never going to happen again, that you're going to mm-hmm. turn a new page in your life. And I need you to give me the bike back. Mm-hmm. I will come to your house right now. I'll pick it up. Um, we can go meet up with the guys that have it. Three of us meet, we have a little heart to heart and then we go on with our lives. So he's kind of receptive towards it. The guy, this guy is selling it for his buddy who had stolen but I think he was one of the guys that was actually holding the door. Right. Yes, he was a, an accomplice. Um, I ended up meeting up with him. We kind of hit it off, just man to man, talk about you know different stuff that I had um, struggled with when I was younger, and okay. you just make a human connection. You just treat people as human. You give truth. You give life, and they respond positively. And he feels comfortable taking me over to his buddy's house. Nobody's gonna get jumped. Nobody's gonna get arrested. <clears throat> we kind of discuss how most made in America goods are made by prison inmates. So uh-huh. most people don't know this, but when a new prison gets put, what um, gets opened, the crime rates in that area go through the roof. And it's not that the crime skyrockets. It's just that the enforcement uh-huh. by the police the local gets police. incentivized by those owning the private prison. So most prisons are private and for-profit and they're right. making made in America goods. It's like Victoria's Secret, General Electric, they own prisons. And yes, and most made in America goods are produced by prison inmates for pennies on the dollar. Pretty nuts. So you still have slavery today because unfortunately most people in those prisons are of brown and black skin color. Not to say there's not white people in prison. Uh So in a way, yeah, in a way you still have, um, you still have slavery in America. And and the inmates are typically, you know, they're happy to have something to do with their paws while they're in, but nonetheless, it's, it's not a, it's not an ideal situation because then law enforcement is incentivized to increase productivity Uh for corporations. The corporations are maybe kicking down bonuses. They get cool new toys at the law enforcement places. It's, it's messy to say the least. So I explained that to kid. I was like, Hey, like, I don't want you to go to prison. Let's get this sorted out. We get to the house where the bike's at, and his buddy comes around the corner, 
and uh, and I kind of just give them the spiel. You know, I speak speak firmly. Mm-hmm. Um, no like intimidation, but just you just tell yeah. them how it's going to happen, and people typically respond uh, well right. when you when you put like you don't come at somebody with violence. Like right. people can sense the animalistic thing. Mm-hmm. So we got it back. Um, both guys, you know. Looked me in the eye, shook my hand. They seemed very, uh, very touched and like genuine. Um, you know, they admitted it's like immediately when we had taken the bike and we saw the look on her face, like we were just kind of, we were like heartbroken. We wish we could undo it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, so yeah, that's that. Got it back. Wow. Pretty that's, cool. That's so crazy. Well, congratulations. Really, really. Thank you. Yeah. Um, it, beautiful to see the cycling community yeah that's a good thing you know what i mean it's a good thing that was done with absolutely no violence you just honestly spoke to them you know what i mean um ronnie does have like this very interesting like pistol grip pump look that he's really good at giving people i've seen it when he's like in race mode like he just like has like he's just gonna shoot you yeah you know what i mean crash in front of me i'm aiming for your neck exactly and so ronnie probably just gave him the race look you know no, it, and they're just, just like oh no no you just Ryan gotta make it you gotta make a human connection with somebody you know I, I i was groomed to be a seal as a kid um like i'm definitely um like prepared to be able to right have right. things go to fisticuffs like it mm-hmm. means to but that's a, a last a last mm-hmm. resort you know um, there's this good quote it says you can come up to you can come up with solutions that are non-violent um and you may be like basically it's the idea okay you may have a hard time coming up with a non-violent solution mm-hmm. until there's a mosquito on your testicles. Huh. That's <laughs> so true. You, get, you learn to get creative like, with non-violent means. And people just, they want to connect. Like, I hate mosquitoes people want to be People want to be respected. You know, mm-hmm. And if you, if you front, so to speak, with somebody and you're looking to pick a fight, they're going right. to fight. Right. But if you come at somebody, you try and understand them. Mm-hmm. So I, I understood him. I was like, okay. Immediately, I was like, okay, were you guys high? What are you doing? It's right. like bad stuff happens. Right. Were you drinking? What's going on? Right. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, you just, just relate with people on a human level. Right, right. That's wild. And, I mean, obviously, I didn't know what I was getting into. Like, so I'm in the car yeah, with Yeah, exactly. Like, you didn't, Do your yeah, buddies did have you, guns or anything? What did you feel about that? You had no idea if this guy was going to put you into a trap. He could have been a sociopath. Yeah. Like, super cool with you. It puts the lotion on the skin or it gets the, <laughs> or it gets the hose. <laughs> So like he could go go full Silence of the Lambs on me. Dude, I love that. I just watched that movie. I get yeah. that. Yeah. So I mean, the way I was looking at it is, I'm like, I'm no hero or anything. I think right. anybody would would do the same thing. But um, I mean, I was dead. I was in a coma uh-huh. um, after the bad crash in Manhattan Beach. Recovered. So, and I, I'm a man of like of my faith. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that um, that God's got a plan for my life, and so worst case scenario, like I wake up dead at the yeah. at the feet of the King, you know. Worst case, yeah, yeah it's like that's what's, true. So I, I don't have a ton of fear, mm-hmm. um, but anything can happen. So <clears throat> you just use use your eyes, you listen more with your eyes instead of your ears. You know? Right. A lot of people right. just listen with their ears, but we're always saying something. Was mm-hmm. I like to say? People are always communicating something via body language. Right. Yeah, that's a, and it's that's it's cool because it translates over into to bike racing. You know, mm-hmm. be able to read people. Mm-hmm. A little bit of like a poker face. Some riders will put up uh, put up a front. They look like they're hurting more than they are. Mm-hmm. But if you listen, you look at the pedal stroke. You look at the body language. Call mm-hmm. it like the death wobble. People are swaying back and le- uh, left and right. Oh, okay. A lot of things you can watch for. Right, right, it's right. It's cool. Right. Life's you know, um, bike sessions to life lessons. Is what mm-hmm. I like to call it. Bike sessions to life lessons. That's amazing. It's a lot of things you learn on the bike translate to life. Right, a lot of lessons. Right. Huh. 
That's crazy. Because you well, can't you can't fake it on the bike. No, you, you can't, can't fake it in life. You know, it's like you either put in the work or you haven't. Some people fake it in life. It's true. I think most people fake in life. But as far as like getting, <laughs> you know, it always comes out. The truth always it comes does. out. You know? It really does. And so, out of all that, I that's funny. I was when you said that they're prisoners that, or Victoria's Secret owns prisons. So you're telling me that all this like silky soft things that women wear <laughs> being touched by inmates that are potentially you know weirdos they probably lick the centers of these underwears <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> Team Winter. and then put them on the on the shelves or what's going on here is that real yeah it's real pull it wow. up you got a smartphone i will look it up i will look it up so um, cindy was pretty stoked we got the bike back to her that was like homeward bound how did that you feel know? what did, did she start crying i did man i was you pretty did? i was pretty touched she was like That's heavy cool. you know uh-huh. You gotta let a lot of tear, let a tear fly every now and then. Sometimes that was powerful. You know, people want they want to experience something real, you know? mm-hmm. and it was uh, like an incredible thing. Because if you have empathy and you can put yourself in someone else's shoes and see how you felt, it's like that would suck to get your bike stolen. The emotional t- emotional turmoil of that, right? And then be able to get it back like three days later, right? You know? Right. And right, right. with it being a fifty centimeter, because we know those are way harder to find than fifty eights. Right. 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 That's fifty eights, <laughs> dude. That's a t- Bike. Yeah, she's you know for a girl that's not too she's, tiny of a bike. Like most most women wouldn't be any bigger than a fifty four. I uh-huh. mean, fifty four would probably be like five ten to six six foot. Right, right, right. right. So most right. most women are going to be a fifty two or smaller. Uh-huh. I've uh-huh. seen forty eights. A forty eight. Yeah. Wow, that's not for kids. Well, that's waistband made by the Victoria's Secret inmates. Oh, yeah, them forty eights, forty eight, twenty four, forty eight, stacked. Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's funny. I uh, I'm definitely gonna look that up. I'm curious to see if uh, I'm a little uh, I'm a little concerned about this <laughs> this episode though, because it's like, hey, look at Ronnie. He's doing stuff. He's recovering the uh, the Sixth Street Bridge Bridge demolition race. Oh yeah, the last yeah. crit. Yeah, that was a dope crit. That was one of my favorite races uh, that I've done on the fixed scene. Right, that was put on by um, Kushtown out of Koreatown and uh, Kushtown Society, and they did the Sixth Street demolition race. And what was su- super cool about it was that there was a lot of people there, and it was underneath the bridge. And if anybody that's never been to the L.A. area, if you want to know exactly what the Sixth Street Bridge is, it's a very famous spot. Um, a lot of movies are shot there. It has this tunnel that's extremely long, and it goes down to the L.A. River. It's like one of the entrances to the L.A. River where people smash their cars, smashes and drive their cars really fast. And me and my friends used to ride our bikes down there. Just as recent as maybe a few months ago, I rode down there just to take a friend that was riding in the area and uh, just to show them how accessible it was, you know. And there are cars racing and doing donuts down there. It's It's... It's crazy. Um, what are some movies that have been shot down there? I saw the Ninja Turtles one down there recently. Okay. Uh, if you watch the Ninja Turtles movie, then... Maybe a Maroon 5 video, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Picture a little Adam Levine just... Right, popping, right. Popping collars. And... Making dollars. Um, <laughs> I like to say mashing pedals and getting medals. Mashing pedals and getting medals. That's my, like, my, That's solid. my new That's... hashtag we're working with. Could be Strava medals. Could be Fixie medals. Right, right. Totally your call. What other movies are there? There's Grease, some classics. There are a lot of music videos. I've seen people shooting movie music videos down there too. I think most of Titanic was actually filmed in down the there. LA. Yeah, in the LA. Yeah, the water scene with uh, Never Let Go, I believe. Right. Yeah, that's science irrefutable. 
<laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, there's a lot of scenes done down there. I used to. I had this crazy idea. I wanted to do an art show down there. Wait, once. Dean with a crazy idea. I have so many. Say it ain't so, baby. Yeah, I have so many. Um, but there was art, a. Sorry, go on. No, it was just an art show. Like because it had that long ass tunnel. I wanted to do like a rogue show once. I hope it's still gonna be there to do it one day. But who knows? Huh. But we're gonna say something. They're going to rebuild it, but it's not going to be ex- as accessible as it is now, I don't think. They the 6th Street Bridge? Yeah, as in the, the down area that goes down to the river. Okay. That long I know they're, I know they're putting in a, a bike lane. It's supposed to be more friendly. It's such an iconic bridge because you can see the L.A. skyline in the background. We've had countless races on it. Wolfpack Hustle had the drag race there. Um, I know I raced another fixed gear crit. GLK had some drag races on it. Right. It's just a pretty rad spot. Right, right. It's uh, it was it was super rad. It was fun to shoot. It was it was cold that night. Yeah, it was really cold, and a lot of people still showed up. Yeah, we had uh, maybe sixty to eighty starters. I would say. I think. Yeah, that sounds about right. I would say sixty-five people. Yeah, sixty sixty men. I think four women or so. Um, and uh, it's it's tough on that course because it's obviously open to traffic. So riding brakeless around traffic at race pace is pretty next level. Mm-hmm. And then there's downhills. So your gear and uphills as well. So your gear ratio, you got to kind of choose like what's the what's a gear you can push on the flats and the downhill to. We're not going to spin out, but then going uphill, it's not going to be too hard either right. way. Well, it's kind of interesting. Huh. I think I rode. Um, I never really change it. I'm not going to try and pretend I got stra- strategy or anything. Right. I, was I did a uh, 50, 14, 50, 14. 14. That's what I wrote for Red Hook. Okay. It was probably too big, to be honest. I was going to say that um, sounds pretty gnarly. But it works. Spin it up to speed. Mm-hmm. Just changes your cadence, you know. I mean, if you're if you're not like a seasoned cyclist, it's probably going to tire out right. tire you out more than um, if you're fitter. You can push a big gear. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I think we were only racing for like 20 or 25 miles. We did... Let's see, maybe four, four or five laps, and then plus three. So like mm-hmm. eight laps, maybe mm-hmm. three, three and a half miles a piece, three miles, somewhere in there. Did you feel like there was a problem with traffic? Um, or was I mean, clear? problem, I mean, there's definitely buses. You're having to like yeah. dodge buses or in cars. You're just hoping when you're making like a high speed turn that there's not a car like in the pathway because right. you want to, let's see, we're making, we're coming down, I think the fourth street bridge and making a right going like 35 miles per hour and you kind of will go like right on the edge, almost even in the left lane and go real wide, then swoop over. Uh-huh. And one time there's a car that was like right in front. Mm-hmm. So that's not ideal, but you roll with it. Had, okay. had the ghetto hairpin. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty cool. So we ended up getting in a, in a selection of uh, maybe eight to 10 riders, I'd say. Okay. And People, people are attacking, but with that, with that mix, like once it gets broken up into like the breakaway pack, everybody's around the same fitness. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. so it's hard to like ride someone off your wheel, meaning like just by riding hard, you're not going to be able to drop them. Like you're going to have to attack them by like sprinting them off your wheel maybe. Mm -hmm. But even that can be pretty impossible. Like any seasoned like cat one or cat two cyclists or even some cat threes can like pretty much hold a wheel of anyone as far as okay. like hold the, wheel, you know? hold the wheel. They might not be able to come around, but they're not going to be able to like get dropped. Okay. That's where like the tactics comes, comes in of attack, counterattack stuff. Okay. So I kind of had a feeling it was going to uh, come together for a bunch sprint just because I was attacking. It wasn't really getting me anywhere. Um, they'd bring it back and I, you can kind of tell the difficulty of the race when like, no one else is really like 
they're not wanting to push the pace. Like they'll mm-hmm. they'll attack and or they'll um they'll follow your attack and right. like respond to it so you don't get away. But then no one's really like counterattacking. Like okay, that's when you can tell it's a really hard race. When why, why is it a hard because you have, people are full gas they're at full okay. gas and after somebody attacks and it gets brought back together no one has that extra like one percent to go up the road because okay. that's where that's where like the race could be won in a solo breakaway or two percent breakaway okay typically the winning break happens at the hardest point in the race so when it's full gas strung out somebody attacks and then somebody counterattacks that got it or those counterattacks could go like five of them or six of them in a row mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to where like attack somebody brings it back you attack, somebody brings it back, and then the next one succeeds. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. They call it um, the rubber band snapping. Are you making that up? Yeah, rubber- I'm most of this, probably 80 to 90. Yeah. No, it's, the rubber it's, band a, snapping. it's called the rubber band snapping because like, everybody's kind of attached via this rubber band effect. Okay. But the faster you're going and the more constantly attacks, people's legs start getting taken off them. Right. They, you can only do so many accelerations. Mm-hmm. We call it matches or bullets. Right. So you've got maybe six to 10 good matches, meaning like hard 30 second all out efforts Okay. in, in a day Okay. in a race. And past that you run out of matches. So we like to joke and say, you know, some people have a lighter <laughs> instead of having matches. They just have a lighter. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> so different, different strokes, different folks and talents. So I ended up coming down to a, to a bunch sprint and I wanted to go one, two with my teammate Dante. Nice. So, um, I was hoping, um, he could come around me or one of us could, could win. So I jumped and attacked right as we crested the top of the bridge with maybe three, 400 meters to go. Right. And, um, he kind of just ran out of real estate. Like I went, I went first and he got second. Cool. Nice, nice. And then and uh, Caesar, young Caesar, Caesar Bach. No, Val, uh, Caesar Valenzuela. 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 Caesar. Young Caesar. Got third. Of Zero Miedo. Mm-hmm. Cool. So that's super cool. Also that's in the mix was uh, Manuel Barra of GOK, Jerry Rios, GOK. Uh, let's see. There are a lot of people I think there. Steven Morgenthaler was in there. Um, who else? Willow. Willow was in there. Right. Yeah, Alonso, so good, good team. Yeah. Um, was Alonzo in there? He was. I have photos of all of yeah. you together. <laughs> that, that, show, that shows when it's kind of hard. It's like when you don't even know exactly yeah. which eight are in the in the group. Oh, in the group. Oh, yeah, that's in the group. what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I just the, thought like the, generally no, there. The selection I was like, oh, like, I remember a bunch of no, people. No, De- Deg uh, of Leader was there. Alonzo was there. Mm-hmm. Well, Leader had a good, good turnout. I'm really stoked for the 2016 season it's fun like be able to race in the off season and then right. start because on the road scene so i race on um like a cat one you know pro or elite um, road team humble brag humble brag mm-hmm. boom caught me man <laughs> we, we've got like nine guys so it's really exciting having uh-huh. like depth because then you can keep throwing guys up the road uh-huh what um and these are just all usac races right yes that all usac yeah okay. so you have to be you have to be a cat a cat juan as i like to call nice. it have you ever seen that hashtag people say sponsor me no i <laughs> no. haven't seen one. kids kids are always saying that so i tell them like get to cat juan and i'll sponsor you <laughs> no it's true and if like if they get to cat juan i'll like i'll get you on a team you know, nice nice bike. so we uh uh, the team for next year is called uh, Centric Bikes. Centric Bikes. It's going to be the team. So Centric Bikes out of Sierra Madre makes custom, um, or like original buildup, um, carbon layup. So it's thicker in certain areas to make it stiffer. They've got a uh, an aero road bike. They've got you know 
all around, more climbing bike called the Apex SL. That's the one I was on last year. They have mountain bikes too. Mountain right? bikes, twenty uh-huh. niners, uh, kids bikes. They carry Scott as well. It's a brand. Okay. Um, so I'm really stoked. And then we were able to bring on um, one of my personal sponsors, Catella Seamless Kits. So Catella makes heat molded seamless kits that don't have any seams. So they're mm-hmm. they're bonded together via mm-hmm. heat and a special type of um, attachment. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of having seams a little bit cozier. Right, right. Um, it's pretty exciting, like having nine guys, international roster. We've got a uh, German pro coming out. His name's Wolfgang. Um, we've got a Swedish pro. So these guys race, you know, for yeah, a living. Rasmus, right? Um, Rasmus. Right. Um, and let's see, we've got a Brazilian guy. Okay. <laughs> um, it's good. Good group okay. of dudes. We've got a former Mexican uh, pro. Oh, former really? Pro, yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, rock uh, on. Emmanuel Suarez. Yeah, it should be uh, should be a force to be reckoned with. When are we going to Mexico City, man? Mexico City. Yeah, man. I'm still see Safa. I do want to see Safa. Dude, he'd be ha- he'd be happy to have us. Be fooling around town. I think you probably get a plane flight pretty cheap. Two hundred dollars. Two hundo. Two hundred. It might have to wait now until like August. <laughs> yeah, I'm down. We for either got to go now or August, just because right I'm now, pretty He's much about flying out today. racing, <laughs> racing every weekend. <laughs> Damn, you have a busy schedule like that, racing every single yeah, weekend, I starting mean, this weekend. If you want, um, you can do pretty much year round. Right, right, right. How do you save your energy for things like this? Do you now? Do you? Turn, they're not all a race for you. Some of these are practicing, is are practice rides for you, correct? Or are you just trying to get first every weekend? Um, if I tow the starting line, I try and be competitive. Okay. Yeah. Um, why not? You know, you're there. Might as well, might as well party. Right, right, right. <laughs> why not? Um, the team, team director likes to kind of joke. He's like, Ronnie's never going to be hundred percent, but like, he'll be like 93, 94% year round. Nice. <laughs> Cause a lot of guys will, um, try and taper for races and then peak for a single race. Right. And, um, I just try and try and enjoy myself, be competitive in every race, stay fit year round. Never really take time off. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. I was forced to take time off when I was in the hospital. So right. <laughs> I was like, I'm alive, healthy. I'm going right. to train. That's, good. That's kind of where kind of where champions are made. I feel like is people are the cha- champions are created when uh, when no one's watching, mm-hmm. you know, when motivation's low in the middle of winter, you know, because what you do in in January or December is reflected in in February and March and and so on. So the biggest battle is is motivation. You know, I like to yeah. say the hardest distance to cover is between the couch and the front door. That's the truth. That's you know, the truth. Just getting out the front door. That is 100% true. There was, we're going to move on to our second segment. There's new laws being put into place this year, okay? Um, expect a higher minimum wage. It's going to be $10 statewide. Fair and equal wages for uh, the opposite sex, but also Amber Alert. Uh, Amber Alert type of signals for victims, hits, and runs. I, uh, I read that kind of funny. The hits and runs include cyclists as well. And so, and that's the big thing about it. That's a big deal because I, we've spoke about this before and, um, it was in the bill of the house prior to the episode. What? No, I, no, we're not going to do this. <laughs> Let me just read it again. <laughs> um, Ronnie, you want to take this? 
Yeah, yeah. Let me, uh, I'm sorry. Let me hop on that. I'm not even going to lie to you. I have to go pee really badly. <laughs> That's what's in my head. Hold on. Let me let this out. Yeah, so um, there's some new laws being put into place. And uh, expect a higher minimum wage, $10 statewide. Um, $10 statewide, but here in L.A., they plan on doing they plan on maxing out at $15 an hour but they're going to add a dollar every year for the next 5 years. I'm not sure if that accomplishes much because when you raise the minimum wage, the employers that are forced to pay that higher minimum wage now have to just charge more for their services or goods in order right. to make up for that lost money. So it it has this inflationary effect. Um, mm-hmm. there's this thing called the Weimar hyperinflation which happened in Germany. And the government was printing so much money that the money in circulation lost value. And it lost value to such a high rate that people were bringing wheelbarrows full of cash. That's real. And just really? buying and buying goods with that and having to raise prices every hour. Prices were going up every hour. And then people were bringing wheelbarrows and just burning the cash because it was cheaper than firewood. Pretty incredible. Wow. And what's kind of scary is that in America, we have this thing called quantitative easing, mm-hmm. where the private Federal Reserve is printing money at a rate of $75 billion every single month in order to keep the Ponzi scheme that is America going. A Ponzi scheme is this idea where you are paying off early investors right. with later investors' money. So an example in America would be Social Security. It's where you have young people working, and they're retiring old workers with young people's earnings today. Okay. And it's unsustainable because the government has been dipping into those social security funds and using it for other purposes all along. Mm -hmm. And the numbers are just so insurmountably large. Like there's a greater amount of baby boomers than there are people working nowadays. Right. Right. So it's just a hot mess. So yeah, a minimum wage sounds good to Mm -hmm. the uneducated uh, person or uninformed rather. Um, but it's just going to cause prices of everything else to go through the roof. Well, look at the prices. I've lived in the L.A. area for the past five years, solid. When I first moved here, getting an apartment, a studio apartment in Koreatown for $750 was doable. Yeah. Not today. Um, and yeah. A studio apartment in Koreatown, at least $1,000 right now, you know, uh, and just watching – like in my time, just living here, watching the prices rising for real estate here in L.A. have been gross. And the idea that the rent's going to go up is going to be even harder for people. You know what I mean? And so going back to the the rest of the news, um, there are new Amber Alerts. And uh, the um, types of signals for these victims are, are for hit and runs. But specifically what's great about this is that this includes cyclists. And uh, this is huge, and we spoke about this before. Uh, it was still on the bill in the house, but now cyclists uh, that are killed or severely hurt can expect an Amber Alert uh, to find the hit-and-run driver who left them. It's wild. That is. And so people need need what in order to be able to call in that Amber Alert? If you are hit and you're not dead and you're conscious, obviously uh-huh. seeing the license plate would be huge. Type, the car type, license plate. Yeah. All the information, just whatever you can see, what type of person's driving the car. I think you know um, I mean? Don Ward of Wolfpack Hustle. That's a um, great story. He was able to text himself the license plate number. I think that's how he remembered it. So, really? yeah, if you're conscious and you can get to your phone, you're not missing uh, missing your face or any limbs, text yourself the number, um, get a descri- description of the car and um, possibly of the driver. Mm-hmm. I remember getting hit when I was uh, when I was younger and 
being able to describe the car and the driver, but not the license plate. Right. And the way license plates work is if you can get a couple numbers in the description of the car, you know, sometimes that's enough. Isn't it the first three numbers or something in the description? They could pretty much find the car, right? Something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's great. A partial license plate number and the description of the car. Identify, identify, identify the driver. And um, the more info you have, the better for the police, most definitely. Boom, making moves. It's cool seeing uh, seeing laws being made to to help with a little bit of equality with cyclists. Yeah, it's just sad that that cars see us as so much of a detriment. It's like I ask, uh, like in my head, I'm like. Is everybody like a celebrity? Like it's mm-hmm. gonna slow you down ten seconds. You know, mm-hmm. I understand people in a rush. I've been in a rush before, in the car, and it's frustrating. But I think they've done studies on like speeding, mm-hmm. and if you go eighty-five over sixty miles per hour for a ten-mile commute or a twenty-mile commute, you're saving like seconds. It's like right. forty-five seconds to right. like a minute. Like it's not noticeable. Right. You know, um, so it's just it's it's interesting and kind of cool to see things change in a little bit for the better. Like we said with the sixth street bridge and then when they're going to build, it's going to be a little bit more bike friendly, have a big bike lane. Mm-hmm. Cause mm-hmm. when we're out there and they're having like the, the race party and cars are zooming by super yep. fast, a little bit dangerous. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It really was. Um, it's, it's going to be good. It's, it's going to be really good to see, uh, more people get involved, um, in helping, you know, cyclists. Have you ever had anybody yelling at you while you're riding and somebody yells? Oh yeah. Like, a lot sometimes people like they'll say it as like I'm trying to help, which is cool. Uh-huh. They're like, oh, that's dangerous. But a lot of times they're they're in the wrong. They're like, hey, you need to be not in that lane. Uh-huh. And it's like I explain to them tactfully because like I, I said with um, with getting the bike back, it's like you got to meet people at a human level. Right. You know? It's like it really is an art to be able to make a point without uh-huh. making an enemy. Right. You know, right, to be able right, to make right. a point without making an enemy and just find some common ground with people. Uh-huh. Um, you know, so I'll be like, hey, I understand you're in a hurry. I'm sorry if I was in the way there, but we actually have a legal right to the road just as much as you. Mm-hmm. And so people mm-hmm. say, oh, you don't pay road tax, but most cyclists drive cars. And so right. we do pay road tax Right. and everybody pays sales tax. Right. Everybody pays, you know, an income tax. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody pays taxes You've on had gas. Somebody hit you with a, well, you don't pay road tax line. Yeah. Really? That's always wow. the argument. <laughs> that's the argument online. Typically is like, okay, well, cyclists okay. don't pay road tax. Uh-huh. Um, like say you're making a left turn, like as a cyclist, you're supposed to go in that left turn lane. So right. cars are panicked because they don't understand why we're like going in the, in the middle of the road. Right. So it's just a lack of awareness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I kind of, I have this hope that as, um, as the economy gets worse, that more and more people will start biking. I think so. Yeah. I, I think as more bike lanes start being available and they just start seeing a bigger presence, people get more confident in riding. You know what I mean? I think the hybrid bike could be a big game changer too. Cause the, the prices of batteries are coming down. Okay. And so like Elon Musk is at his big super factory in the Nevada desert mm-hmm. trying to bring the cost of batteries to power an entire home. And the way that relates to bikes is hybrid bikes. They're running on a battery. Right. It's getting a lot smaller, a lot more cost effective, a lot better at storing a charge. Uh-huh. And so you can arrive at work less sweaty because I right. think that's kind of the detriment uh-huh. or the downside for most people. So that'll be exciting in coming years to see more and more people on bikes. I mean, you look at places like the Netherlands and it's like frowned upon um, 
to be in a car, mm-hmm. you know, like you're a kook if you're in a car and the, the bikes actually run the streets as opposed to the taxis. Like I was watching this documentary, I think event event sent us to us and it described how the taxis are having to like dodge around the bikes and how the bikes are a nuisance and it's wow. hard to drive a car I there. I get that email of that. I think there's a I think there's a couple oh, uh did. check okay. your spam folder. <laughs> okay. She sent it to you on MySpace. So you're gonna want to oh, go I'll and check my MySpace. dip in there. Okay, yeah. damn, okay. Alright, I'll check my music profile on what, MySpace. Do you, either of you guys know there was a, a town or a city in the world where they actually banned cars? No. Was it Paris? Was it Paris? No or, way. Paris it was a big one. It was kind of a surprise one. Look that up for us a bit. Kind of wild. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is crazy. What is this new one in Germany? Tell us about that. Okay, so super cool. Um, there's this new super highway. That, it's not a super highway. Well, they have the Sounds Autobahn, pretty super to me, man. But uh, it's bikes only, right? Bikes only. Germany has opened up the first uh, three mile stretch of bicycle highway that will eventually span over 62 miles, connecting 10 western cities as well as four universities. Damn. So uh, that's for those university Germany university. You know, hoppers. That'd be kind of cool, right? Just kind of riding university, going to party, party, you know, in Germany. Because they like to party hard in Germany, I think. But, um, so, like a traditional highway, the bicycle highway has uh, passing lanes, uh, overpasses, underpasses, crossroads, and even streetlights. However, cyclists won't have to worry about trucks zooming by or bus lanes or crazy cars, cops, all that. Um, in a study completed by a uh, regional development group, RVR, it's projected to take 50,000 cars off the road each day. That's, that's a lot. That's significant. I like that it's uh, 62 miles. So it's like 100K. Cause, I mean, they Dude, want it to be a round number. That's, that's solid. Uh, I would be super excited to be able to get to Germany and ride on that path. What do you think, Ronnie? Yeah, it's pretty rad. 100K is a long way. Mm-hmm, Imagine mm-hmm. just like time trial down that, getting the whole Strava segment. It's going to be the most sought-after Strava segment in the entire world. How fast do you think you can keep 62 miles? Like, what's your pace? At least 100 miles per hour. 100 miles the entire no, way. Uh, <laughs> see, for 62 miles, that's almost like a half Ironman, so I can tell you exactly. For my last half Ironman with Rolling Hills, I did uh, 24 and a half. That's solid. So flat, probably 25 and a half. Right, I'd right. Say. Amazing. Maybe, maybe 26, 26 miles per hour. That's good. Which is about 40K. So you're okay. looking at an hour and a half for... For 62 miles, 62 kilometers. Okay. No, 62 miles, 62 miles, 100K, yeah. Okay. Well, um, what's this about Oslo? Oslo is going to be the first city to ban cars. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they pull that off. Pretty wild. Maybe LA should take a note from Oslo. Yeah, the traffic's getting pretty bad. Uh, either self-driving cars are going to save us, and it, it'll actually be illegal to drive a car in the future, I think. Um, yeah, the primary, that'd be crazy. I think it will happen. Because um, human error causes a lot of accidents, causes a lot of traffic. I think Uber and uh, Lyft will become the primary buyers of cars in the future. And uh, you only drive your car 4% of the time you own it. The mm-hmm. rest of the time, it's parked. And so the sharing economy, the idea of Spinlister or Airbnb, of people sharing the resources instead of this uh, bizarre and kind of selfish idea of ownership is like mine, mine. Right. You know, instead of you order a car, comes, picks you up, drops you off. Mm-hmm. So you now have um, twenty time le- twenty five times less cars on the road. So right. if you only use your car four percent of the time, that means um, twenty five times less cars. <laughs> it's nuts. Yeah. You, know, you just divide it in a hundred. Right, right. So right. 
Imagine uh, 25 times less cars on the on the road. That's insane. That'd be yeah. crazy. To where the cars are robotic and they're working for people. Once right. they get the technology dialed, you know, Google is working on a self-driving car. Tesla's got Tesla's some stuff in the works. And instead of people buying cars, Uber and Lyft would be the primary purchase of cars. Right. Pretty incredible. Be stoked. Can't wait for the future. Speaking of the future, we've got uh, the USAC, USA cycling season, starting up in a couple weeks. This weekend was actually supposed to be Ontario, but I believe it's canceled. Ontario is going to be six miles farther east in Harupa Valley. Uh, New course over there. I believe it's a square or rectangle, no longer the Grand Prix format. Uh, But it's always a great race, great turnout out there. So buy your uh, USA Cycling license. Love to see the fixie foos out there. I like to think of you guys as like as my army, you know, or I'm part of your army rather, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. go out there and do some damage in in you know some uh, some geared bike race. I won't say real bike racing because you know these fixie races are no joke. Red Hook's no, 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 growing, no. so they're both real in in different ways. But it'd be rad to see people that are crossovers and able to do both. So right. come on, check it out. I think the first CBR is maybe the 24th of January. Cool. And I believe there's a road race somewhere in uh, maybe poor college kids. But you can check it out on scnca.com. That's Southern California, uh, Northern California uh, Cycling Agents, something like that. Got it. SCNCA. Southern right. California, Nevada Cycling Association. That's okay. what it is. scnca.com. You find the schedule on there. Um, SoCalCycling.com might have it. Find the races, get out there, and throw down. Cool, cool. And Cyclocross is wrapping up this month, too. It is. Cyclocross wrapping up. Typically a uh, off-season type thing. Final mm-hmm. race coming up in a couple weeks here. Cool, cool. So cool. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. Appreciate Thank it. You. Thrive on. All right. Rock on. Quahetti.